This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is I, your host, Petra Spites, always joined by... Brandon Guchan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at your buddy Gooch. Go. Uh, Gooch had a lot of coffee this morning. No shit. <laughs> Jocelyn Sharp. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Jocelyn Sharp. <laughs> and I'm at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter, Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. This week, guys, we are talking to none other than Otep. Her new record, Cult 45, is coming out July 27th. And so with that, guys, let's jump right into the Metal Sucks news. I guess the big story, but not really a surprise story, is System of a Down kind of discussed their new record, not new record, why there's not a new record, why it's taking so long, yada, 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 yada. Because uh, Darren Malakian, he's got Scars on Broadway coming out here soon. So he was the first person to talk, and let me break down what he said, and then we'll go to the other members. This is from Darren. He stated, I have material for a new system album right now. If everyone got together and was ready to play ball, I have an album ready. It was up to me. System would have never gone on hiatus. And then he continued, I realized that it's not me. We had so many meetings about it. I don't want to throw Serge under the bus. He's my friend, and he's someone that I care about, but I don't know how to change his mind. We've all sat down, and we've had meetings, and he's totally set in his way of thinking. Serge was never really a heavy metal or a rock guy. I don't know if he has the same love for this kind of music as I do. All right, so not too intense. Wait, can we pause real quick and say that we anytime somebody says, I don't want to throw this person under the bus, and then they throw him under the bus. Yeah. Under the bus. <laughs> That's like a given. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's almost like it's almost it's it's like the precursor. I was like, look, it's not I'm not racist, but, but. yeah. <laughs> It, it, dude, that's exactly it. I don't so, want to throw Serge under the bus, but he hates rock music. Yes. <laughs> like, what? And I'm sure all our yeah, listeners... That's pretty much exactly yeah. what he said, too. He's yeah. like, look, you know all that shit that we gave you guys and you guys enjoyed, and you're like, yeah, we love you. Well, he really wasn't a part he of it. He hated it, and all of you. Exactly. He looks at you <laughs> as a bunch of sheep, and he really doesn't want to be in the same room with you, but he gets paid a lot of money to do so. so and I'm not... Don't want to throw him under the bus. You know, we've probably done the exact... <laughs> right. All three of us have probably done this oh, in this program a million yeah. times. 100%. I don't want to talk shit about you know so and so but but we hey. also just sit here and fight with each other for 30 minutes every day so That's it's true. the same thing we can understand we get it can we though no i don't get it i don't get him going i what i, I can understand him saying like oh serge isn't sure maybe being a little more political about it saying like serge isn't sure about doing a new album but straight up saying like he really doesn't like rock music yeah. like that's a weird yeah you know all those songs that got you through the tough times he thinks they're dog shit yeah, and you, and your dog you shit know too. the whole thing <laughs> our career's built on and what you love he thinks you're an idiot yeah, for liking that right. like a lot of what you just said is kind of what comes off but i think everybody kind of knew this as well i i mean it, it never was said flat yeah. out but i think like the rumor mill and everybody was aware that a hey, surge is the problem here so here's surge's response to that now he did it like i said in the form of i believe it was facebook or social media so i'm going to read his response it's it's a little more uh I don't know what the word is. Long? It, it's longer for sure, <laughs> but it's more press release. I'm watching if I may. scroll. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's almost like Serge is like, what's the proper word for a douchebag? Let's go look at the thesaurus. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary yeah. defines hmm. traitor yeah. ass. <laughs> exactly. So this is Confessions about System of a Down by Serge. Oh, my God. We are extremely lucky mofos for our fans to want a record out of our ragtag misfit of a crew after all these years, at times demanding it. 
This, of course, has led to numerous rumors about the band and our inability to make a record together, coupled with he said, he said excerpts from each of our interviews in the past and present at times by sensationalism seeking media who are no way, let's say, changing the world for the better themselves. I recycle. Pause. Mm, thank you. Okay. Now that that now that he got that out of the way, <laughs> so let's get to the what we're talking about here. So I'm going to attempt to clarify things for all of our sake once and for all, hopefully without vilifying anyone in the process. It is true. Oh, but, but we're we we already getting to that yep. point. Look, I don't want to call Darren a piece of shit, but uh, <laughs> continuing with Serge. It is true that I, and only I, was responsible for the hiatus System of Down took in 2006. Everyone else wanted to continue at the same pace to tour and make records. I didn't. Why? For numerous reasons. Real quick, he owns it. Didn't throw anybody in the bus. Said, hey, dude, I'm the one that walked away. That's, that's, that's cool. I'll accept that. All yeah. right, so let's, now he numbered the reasons. Okay, Number one, artistic. I've always felt continuing to do the same thing with the same people over time is artistically redundant, even for a dynamic outfit like ours. By the time I felt that I needed a little time to do my own work, I was discounting restarting the process with the band later. Pause. I'd like to translate that. It says, my friends are stale and their ideas are stale. Mm. In a way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know what that's like. <laughs> Number two egalitarianism. When we first started out, our creative input and financial revenue split were close to equal within the band. By the time Mesmerize, Hypnotize came around and we were at the diametrical opposite end of both, with Darren controlling both the creative process and making the lion's share of publishing, not to mention wanting to be the only one to do press. (laughs) So he's saying Darren took over the band and is making more money. He did. That's probably the main reason. Maybe we we get it, sir. You've read a dictionary. Number three, guys, I wanted to leave the band before mesmerize and hypnotize for these developing reasons. This is why I personally don't feel as close to the music on those records. There were songs I wanted to bring in, but was hampered by unkept promises coupled by my own passivity at, the time time went by we did we all did our own thing my solo career gave me the confidence as a songwriter and later composer to revisit system of down from a position of strength at first just to tour and enjoy each other's company which we did and do so still all right so there's a lot more going on i would love to know what kind of new ideas like did he just come in with like a bunch of pots and pans and a didgeridoo (laughs) and he's like i got an idea for a song and they're like uh serge uh we respect your creative outlet i want to know what kind of music he wants to make i'm very curious well it's solo stuff is is his first solo record, Elect the Dead, was pretty much a system of a down record. I mean, let's just say so the, what he took a hiatus from. So I think that the money is more more was more a factor. See, to me, it just sounds like ego, ego, yeah. ego, yeah. ego. That's all it sounds yeah. like. And I mean, no matter Obviously, how many, he wrote a dissertation and had to throw in gigantic words to his fans. Who yeah, were exactly. Like, I don't understand. First off, what you're how talking many, yeah. about, bro? <laughs> if you didn't have to Google egalitarian, <laughs> I might yeah. be able to understand this if I wasn't huffing paint all night. <laughs> oh no shit. So anyways, pretty much, yeah, he, he comes off equally as, uh, you know, the problem in his own statement yeah. to me. I don't know about you guys. No, you guys I, make your own assessment. He, he breaks it down fairly. Yeah. He's honest about it, but his words do dictate that. Yeah, no, I'm so not So I can't really something. hate the guy. I yeah. can't really hate the guy because at least he's being upfront and honest. Yep. He is flat out saying, look, I really don't want to be in this band, but you guys keep buying tickets to the show and, you know, I like nice things. He's it, owning it. Yeah. He's owning it. Long, I get yeah. I get that, but there's, there's, a, there's something else to the story. It can't just be I didn't want to do it. I'll he tell didn't want to do it. But you know what, though? I mean, I've I've been a part of projects before where I've worked with worked with 
the same people for a while. And then all of a sudden you just kind of hit a point where you keep running into the same wall over and over again. And it just feels like you're going nowhere. And yeah, sometimes you do need a change of scenery, but just like Pete brought up, his solo record was essentially right. a system of a down his record. His first one. His other ones did kind of branch out, but he never, I mean, he never. It'd be different if he was playing like acoustic music or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like, he wants to go the Cat Stevens route, fine. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, and yeah, but eventually like they did kind of go, um, you know, a more influenced route that's not system of down, but his first two or three, I mean, there's a lot of. Just, there's, there's a lot there, of the same surge, elements. The songs that the system of down songs were the surge songs that he wrote on those records were the ones on yeah. his solo ones, yeah. you know, the banana terracotta terracotta pie, whatever that song was on mesmerize or hypnotize you know it was just like kind of this messy nonsensical song you know that's kind of what Serge writes so yeah. anyways so now John drummer has to step in and just be like let me say one thing Shavo doesn't give a fuck He's I just don't like, want to throw yeah. anyone under the bus <laughs> Sh- Shavo's playing bass and just playing video games he's like right, you know these guys let them do yeah. their thing <laughs> Darren records my parts anyway no I'm kidding <laughs> I'm kidding that's not true sick burn bro wasn't a sal I was kidding so John just comes in and kind of ends it he's the last voice and this is what he says Many theories and much speculation have circulated through the years with blame focused on one member of the band for the lack of new material. If that is true, then why is that? Question mark. Every- <laughs> he would make a terrible yeah. lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, are you going to talk about the two Utes? It's <laughs> a weird point. Yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of argument is that? Everyone says that we could make music because of one person. Well, why are they saying that? Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> what? <laughs> How are they saying it? Continuing John's statement. Every action has a cause. Every reaction has a cause. And the truth is, each member of the band is equally responsible for both our incredible succession and our previous recordings and our unbelievable failure to get along and make music together. Not one of us, rather all of us are to blame. Egomania, eccentricities, megalomania, and sometimes just stupidity all play roles. To our fans, I'm truly sorry for letting you down. To the songs that could have been, I'm sorry you haven't. That's the correct answer. That's very diplomatic. That's very diplomatic. It's 100% true. Even though Darren pointed the finger at Serge and then Serge pointed the finger at himself yeah. and then he comes in and goes, no, nah, we're all kind of being dicks, which in, in all sense, in, in all honesty, that's probably the case. Right. But two out of the three people that have already said something <laughs> have already pointed the finger <laughs> yeah. at Serge and one of them being Serge. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's true. I think that's diplomatic. I think that's... Yeah, that's I, what we're I, saying. I think Darren's the truth. I think Serge and him are just I think that, yeah, he's, damage control. He's just, I think Darren's like, Serge is the fucking problem. And Serge is like, truth. I'm the problem. And this guy's like, well, let me just... We're all the problem. Problem. Smooth it over. But I'm just saying, but all the point that I'm trying to make is it takes two to tango. <laughs> and two out of three. And two out of three. No, it, <laughs> I'm, it, the point is that you get four people, yeah. it's four creatives all at the same time. You put them together. And on top of that, too, it's not like System of a Down was like your your standard music. It was completely eclectic. We yeah. never heard. I remember listening to System of a Down for the first time. I never, ever, ever heard a band sound close to anything at, that insane. It was all over the place. So you get that kind of creativity. They're special. The, yeah. the, exactly. They're extremely special. Exactly. Yeah. You get that kind of a band, and then you expect them all to get together and be able to put out music that every that all four of them are happy with it's not gonna there's happen. there's sometimes a clock on magic exactly there's sometimes a clock and it ran it runs out and these guys might what motivated them to do it originally they might not feel that same little pixie dust or whatever you guys think like the region has anything to do with that now this is just a theory and if i'm an asshole go ahead but la-based bands you i got mean your, you are an asshole but go ahead mm-hmm. you got your guns and roses you got your system of a down tool you know, they're, they're also from there. And it's like, they take their time to do this. 
their their records, and there's all this press that we keep giving them there over non records. Su- but it's like, I mean, do you think it's something to do with that region? Because it, it could, it, it could, be because it doesn't seem to be like from a band from Texas or something. It doesn't seem like there's that. Uh, well, I think when you issue. live when you live in a place like Los Angeles, which is the second big, biggest market in America, mm-hmm. and also media, the place people go to buy into their own bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Like the media, yeah. the media out there is in. Insane. Okay. And on top of that, the level, your ego gets jerked off so much being in a place like that. Because it's like, no matter where you go, somebody's going to recognize you. Somebody's going to want to stop and take a picture with you, that type of stuff. So you're constantly being reminded, just like Jocelyn said, that. You know, it's you're good. All, yeah. It's good to keep believing in my own bullshit. That you're a genius, exactly. Yeah. So well, it's and like, like everything you put out there, because Hollywood they want they want anyone who can make them money on their side. So yes. I don't. I've interacted with Hollywood executives, and there's kind of this underlying tone of like, I don't like your idea, but I'm going to be nice to you and say that I like your idea because you might have a good idea later. Right. So he's like, you could be like, well, I want to fart into a microphone for 30 minutes. I think it's an avant-garde piece about you know the state of America, Dope. and some Hollywood exec would be like interesting that's a dope fart solo <laughs> yeah like fart solo <laughs> i'm glad i asked you guys that question yeah. thank you your answer was hey, dude, poignant do you, do you also think, i demand a, that's a dope fart solo sounder do you think you could, <laughs> do you think you could fart solo eddie van halen's eruption <laughs> since we're talking about fart solo let's jump into another story real quick guys steel panther oh yes <laughs> Hey, that was my best segue ever. That was a really good segue. Uh, <laughs> that really had nothing to do <laughs> with nothing, Steel Panther. No, I mean, nothing whatever. whatsoever. I mean, if we didn't point it out. Uh, yeah. yeah. So people are upset about Steel Panther's pussy melter guitar effect, and Steel Panther are fine with that. Are you allowed to be upset about Steel no, Panther? No. Anything? No. No. It's no. like being mad at Guar. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how, how I felt. That's how dumb you are. And again, th- again, this is the this is the kind of uh mindset that some people live in, you know, and somebody put somebody puts it out there, they're offended, and then they go on social media and then a couple of other people I'm offended also. I right. don't like the way and then and then it just makes it out like there's way more people that are offended that really aren't but you can't be mad at steel panther exactly you, you can't, can't be mad at steel panther especially when you go out there and you see the act and i guarantee you the people that were mad about the about the fact that the don't know what put, steel panther don't are. know what steel panther are their whole their whole it's a gimmick their whole gimmick mm-hmm. is like we're from the 80s we love cocaine we love pussy game over and first of all pussy melted guitar effect is my favorite thing i've ever heard thank you i i actually like i think the name sounds pretty hilarious i think the name is hilarious yeah. it is accurate probably i think it's poignant how many bands can get away with a pussy melter? St- just like Steel Panther. I, I think can't think of another one. I think it's egalitarian. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the toxicity of your statement. Yeah, thank you. Ah, oh, good one. Hey, so Steel Panther, just keep doing what you do and ignore. That's the crazy thing is that one comment being negative about something stupid like that actually becomes stories these days. That's too, what it is. You know? It can't so, be. Keep you know. your pussy melted guitar effect. I, I, if I go see Steel Panther, I demand to hear and it. As a matter of fact, I want you to call it out right before you hit yeah. it on the foot pedal. Okay, yeah. here comes the pussy melter, then boom, foot yes. pedal. Blah, 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 blah. That's, what I, that's go, what I imagine. I will go on record on Metal Sucks and say if my pussy melted or not. I, w- I, imagine, I imagine a melted pussy sounds like a carburetor <laughs> kind of that's flooded. flooded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, on that visual note... <laughs> This July, progressive metal band Redemption released their seventh full-length Long Night's Journey into Day via Metal Blade Records. With guest musicians Chris Pollan and Simone Milleroni, this is the first album since the departure of vocalist Ray Adler and features the debut of Evergrey vocalist Tom England. Pre-order Long Night's Journey into Day now at MetalBlade.com slash redemption. Once again, 
metalblade.com slash redemption. And guys, here's my interview with OTEP. Hey everybody, it's Petter on the Metal Sucks Podcast here on the phone. I got OTEP. We're here to talk about new record, Colt 45. It's coming out July 27. You dropped the first single out to the gallows. It's, it's a blunt statement, which I'm sure you wanted to make about our current president and situation. <laughs> do you ever, when, when writing a song, that kind of emotion to it, is there any limitations? Do you stop yourself at any point? Or you're like, no, I'm going to say exactly how I feel. Oh, no. I, yeah, there's all the safeties are off <laughs> at that point. When, there's, uh, when you're writing a song like that, uh, at least in, for me, uh, just like when I wrote Warhead, back when George W. Bush was president, there was no fail-safes or, or censorship going on with, with, within what, I wanted to say and what I wanted to write because back then I felt like uh, we had a president that was had misled us into two illegitimate wars. Um, our brave men and women in the U.S. and the United States Armed Forces, greatest armed forces in the in the world, were being used improperly. A lot of them lost their lives. A lot of them lost their limbs. A lot of them come back with that invisible amputee of PTSD, where their you know parts of their mind are now. Uh, you know, damaged for sometimes ever. And I come from a military family and I come from a, a family of law enforcement. Um, and so that was very personal to me. And so when I wrote this uh, to the gallows, we're talking about um, a trust fund baby president, resident, I call him resident chump, uh, who never served in the military, but says he knows more than the generals uh, said he was going to defeat ISIS in the, in the, or ISIL in the first hundred days. He's never had a fight in his life, never done any government service or service to the community in his life. He's basically just served himself. Uh, he's made a mockery of our country. He's continues to do so by aligning himself with dictators and shunning our allies who've been our allies since World War II. Helped who fought side by side with us in those two illegitimate wars that George W. Bush sent us into. Uh, who suffered the same sort of losses in their military and military families across the world. And he's trying to build this new alliance because I think that he feels that's where he feels most comfortable. He doesn't understand but how our government works. If I, you know, I would love for one, you know, one journalist to ask him how a bill becomes a law because he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I, he's never governed before. He thinks that we don't have, instead of what we do have, which is three separate but equal branches of government, he thinks he's the tip of the spear, and that's why he's aligning himself with these other dictators. And he's following their playbook rather well. First, you you dehumanize your opponents. Second, you um, you start attacking the press, the free press, as we have here in America, uh, because then you most people will then start second guessing everything they read. You know, it's called whataboutism. You know, if they say, well, Trump. You know, President Trump met with the Russians, uh, and he was probably helped uh, a great deal by by their active measures. You know, we have, and you can go on and on and on, and how he he divided it within this country. And then you you might bring that up to somebody and say, well, you know, he's a racist, he's a misogynist, he's he's a self admitted sexual predator. You can grab women by uh, their genitals and. No one, they won't stop you because you're a star, uh, whatever that means. He's a, he was a reality TV, D, you know, a D-list reality TV star, but for some reason he thinks uh, he can just grab women. But if you bring that up to anybody that's, say, a Trump supporter 
or someone on Fox News or anything else, they say, well, what about this? And that's what whataboutism is. What about Hillary Clinton? Well, she's not president, is she? Well, what about Barack Obama? Well, Barack Obama was elected twice. He served out both of his terms pretty much scandal-free and uh, set our country on a nice path towards progress. Those are, those are two of the ways that dictators... Uh, slowly gain power. You know, it's the old it's the old adage about if you have a pot of boiling water and you throw a frog in it, the frog jumps out immediately, as would anybody. But if you set a, a pot of lukewarm water and you set the frog in it and you slowly turn the heat up, the frog doesn't jump out. It slowly dies as the water begins to boil. And that's what's happening now that he's trying to do. Fortunately, we have... Uh, many righteous people out there. I mean, he did lose the popular vote by almost three million votes, which means there are more of them, more of us than there are of them. Um, he only won the electoral college, I think, by seventy-seven thousand votes in those certain areas. So, what he has is he has a very large, loud, a uh, very small but uh, but loud base um, with very large opinions <laughs> yes. that are not based on fact whatsoever. <laughs> Just following the playbook of a of those dictators. I mean. Yeah. It's it's easy to see, you know, we when you have state-run TV and you have state-run media, the president or the lead, the great leader, can do anything he wants without any sort of uh, accountability. And it's crazy that you brought that up because, because to me, like I felt, let's just 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 bring like how you know a lot of things that are sold to us through advertisement through media, like fear mm-hmm. and shame, has always been something that I felt being sold and being sold to me like constantly my whole life. Be scared feel shame, feel guilt, you know, all those things kind of part of my generation. And, and, but Mm -hmm. we never accepted lies. And that's my fear is that now we're being, he's mobilizing people off of lies. And, and I think people know their lies, but they're still willing to mobilize because of a belief behind it. So that's where it's so diverse for me. Cause I, I can understand Mm -hmm. the fear and shame. I can understand the guilt, the, you know, all that stuff because I grew up in that way, but I never can understand sure. or accept, uh, I guess, blatant lying. And that's something right. that I find really troubling and hard to understand, like, because you, you mentioned the, the lies. And it's like, and mm-hmm. everybody knows that he well, is A lot lying. of people know, and I, I think that a lot of people that voted for him know. Mm-hmm. And those that have come to realize that, that he, that a man who became famous by saying you're fired isn't going to be a job creator, um... <laughs> Uh, a man who who continues to um, insult and uh, d- you know denigrate our the, the people who work in the FBI, the C and the CIA, and the whole Department of Justice. Even people that he's picked when he you know when he was running for for office, he said, "I picked the best people." Well, this is what he thinks is the best people. I'd hate to see what he thinks the worst people are. But the lies that, that are being accepted only help support those, even though they know their lies. The media is actually starting to, well, Fox News aside, uh, other media outlets are actually starting to call it a lie because he'll say one thing on one day and say, no, I never said that. Like he said that he didn't need to prepare for the meeting with Kim Jong-un, the, the leader of North Korea. It's just about, he said it was just about attitude, walking in the room with attitude not knowing any history of, of, of why there's two Koreas, uh, not knowing, you know, uh, the history of that country and what they, what they do to their own people. Um, they're starving their people there. They've, they've killed, you know, Kim Jong-un 
killed his his half brother because he was afraid that his half brother would make claim to um, his leadership. Um, he had two women. It's and this isn't propaganda. This is actual. You can see news. You can see like uh, security cam footage of two women who come up and spray this man in the face with poison, and he dies almost immediately. He had his uncle executed, um, and these are the people that. Trump's aligning, with, uh, aligning himself with, but those people that know that he's lying and don't care feeds into their tribalism because somewhere along the line, they felt as if they've been left out or that they felt like they've been gelded in some way. And it's, it is shocking to see how people will just believe that um, whatever this man says, and they don't question it, they just believe it. And that's why we wanted to call the record Cult 45, was because that's what you find a lot in, in, in cults. Uh, and Trump's the, the 45th president of the United States, unfortunately. But you will find people who he will say, you know, cult leaders will say anything. You know, the world's going to end tomorrow, okay? The world doesn't end tomorrow. And then what? Oh, well, I was wrong, and, and I didn't say tomorrow, I meant tomorrow. And so they'll believe it and they'll just keep believing it because it feeds into um, whatever vacancies or, or vacuums of ego that they have that they need filled by someone who's big and boisterous. Um, it also feeds into their own um, inferiority complexes and also, you know, it feeds into the, again, to the, into their tribalism. And I, I, we are a tribal, as a species, as a human species, we are very, we're, we're a very tribal uh, species. Yeah. Um, you know, we, yeah. it's like, it's like, you know, sports teams, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, heck people, uh, love their teams and they'll riot in the streets, even though they don't get paid. If, if, uh, like, you know, here, uh, we have the Lakers, uh, if the Lakers win the championship. Then you have, uh, you have people out in the streets screaming and yelling and wearing the jerseys and all of that stuff. Well, you don't get paid for any of that. And it, what does that do for you? You know, as, as, a, as just a sports fan, maybe it gives you a little more pride in your city or it helps you feel good about the fact that you've, uh, you're living vicariously through these people. But, um, I think overall, besides people wanting to believe the lies, wanting to, you know, continue to have this person as their, mascot that allows for racism, allows for hate speech, allows for misogyny, allows for homophobia and xenophobia and all the phobias that this guy seems to have. It, it's hard not to, like, uh, as, as you said, you know, how, you know, confounded you are about these people that'll just eat up whatever he vomits out. And that's, that's why it's important now that people who, good people of, of, of good values regardless if you're a conservative or if you're a liberal or a progressive or a libertarian or or whatever that you stand up and speak out against this kind of just blatant lies and hypocrisy otherwise we will see the ending of what we thought was our democracy our representative democracy you will have i mean because truly america isn't a monarchy, although Trump wants it to be. It's, we're not based on a bloodline. We're based on an idea, an idea that all are created equal, an idea that all deserve and are, have the right, you know, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's, it's, it's overall, it's, it's, uh, it's a scary proposition, but that's why we have to speak out. That's why we have to, this is no longer a spectator sport because it doesn't get 
it, you know, we saw what George W. Bush did to our did to our country, and we saw the the collapse of the housing market. We saw that we were we were on the the verge of a great recession, almost in, under a great depression. And it took you know President Obama almost his entire two terms to get us back to a position where we were safe and secure and still, you know, the biggest, baddest, you know, toughest kids on the street. And now, uh, within just a year, two years now, almost, uh, that resident Trump has been in office, we've seen all of those things go away. He's, he just, I mean, and he's doing it on purpose. I think he's doing it out of spite, uh, which is a horrible component to have as a, as a leader to spite his, predecessor president obama he just ended the chip program the chip program is for children who don't have health insurance for you know uh working families uh, the working poor uh he just ended that program uh he just defunded it that's just cruel and it's mean and it's mean-spirited and it's not who we are we're we're a bottom-up country we're not a top-down country uh, you know, it, we're all promised that idea that, you know, you can do anything you want to do in America. And then you get this guy coming in who's been lying since, you know, he joined the birther movement when he said, I've got people down in Hawaii and you wouldn't believe what they're finding and I'm going to give you my results in two weeks. And those two weeks went by and that was like four years ago. And he's never, and no one, the media is to blame, uh, has a big responsibility in this and has a lot to account for as well because they haven't held him to his lies and to his to the things that he said he's going to do and then he never does and they just go away. Exactly. The, the thing that Trump yeah. is is masterful at, and I don't even know if he's conscious of it. I just think that he's he's just a chaotic human being that he just is always constantly spewing you know anger and and vitriol and lies and 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 hate towards a certain group so that there's the others that you should be afraid of and we're finding out now that the that the russian government funneled money into the nra which then ran anti-hillary ads they didn't they 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 ran the benghazi bullshit and it wasn't they weren't pro-gun ads they were anti-hillary ads and that was funneled in through through russia well it's illegal to take foreign funds from a foreign country and injected into our political process that's illegal and luckily we have a special counsel robert Mueller, who's 35 steps ahead of all of us at this point uh luckily and um i think it's time that we also speak out and make sure that you know again this is no longer a spectator sport if we care about our country how long we think it's gonna you know the if the next president whoever that might be i don't think it's going to be traitor trump but whoever that is is going to have a lot to fix. They're going to have a lot to work on before they can just get back to the the the, the purpose of governing. They're going to have to really work hard on fixing everything that he's that he's destroying. And I and I completely relate to everything that you're seeing as well. Um, I I feel that as a culture, when someone lies. And they're taught to deflect, 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 and blame. This is something that addicts do, yeah. you know, in order to get another drink. Um, it's not something that, and then right. obviously we have to put our foot down to be like, no, you can't deflect. We're asking you a direct question. You have to answer it. Mm-hmm. That's something that for two years has happened. Now, me, uh, I'm, I'm in Las Vegas. So, I, you know, in Nevada, in our state, we, we, were, we went for, for Hillary. Everything that I voted for came to pass. We got marijuana legal. We're, we're lean, leaning right. towards, uh, you know, this but what I fear, this is what I fear, and I'm not saying anything in a combative way, by doing, the, like, the way we've been handling it, because it's so obvious for us, is that we've been doing the name-calling 
of the Trumps and, and the Trump supporters. And we do. We, we directly call them names. And I scared that's mm-hmm. going to mobilize them more instead of us actually talking to them like humans instead of just you know being, you guys are dumb, you guys are dumb, you guys are this, you guys are this, you guys are that. And although sure. they represent that in a lot of ways, anything that I, I represented incorrectly in my life, when someone called me a name, I deflected. You know, I was not going to listen to them mm-hmm. again. And that's what I'm scared of is that by, by the liberal you know, side, media, anything, that we keep giving him a reason to say that these things are lies, he's going to sure. still be able to mobilize who he mobilized this last election. Because people don't want to be called names. People don't want to feel like, hey, I'm this when they're not, you know? How do we, as, like I said, if we are on the, on the liberal side, teach people to stop the name calling and actually talk to people and, and understand that, hey, there's a different viewpoint here, not mine. Yeah. But if yeah. I call you, because if you've ever been called something that you're not, if someone called me racist, you know, and I wasn't, it, it hurts to the core. Because you're like, I have to defend this, you know? And... To, to put someone in that situation. Or you don't. Or you don't have to Or you to walk away? It. You know, sure. Okay. I mean, people people call me homophobic slurs all the time. And they think that that's going to somehow hurt me or damage me or make me afraid or make me walk away. When all it does is um, it, it it doesn't phase me anymore. There's been so many times that I've, that's, I've been called that. but uh, or And it also depends on... on the nature of the threat. If it's just some bozo walking by saying something, then he can just keep walking. But I think that what I, in my experience, I've not had, I I can have a conversation or, and and it can be a passionate discourse, a debate with someone who disagrees with me politically, whether it's um, on gun rights or, or LGBTQ rights or uh, the black lives matter movement or the women's movement, uh, you know, uh, or on any of these things. The only time that it becomes where I feel like you can, you can only go so far with someone is that when they exhibit signs of invincible ignorance, that they're eagerly stupid, that, again, they are just lapping up those lies. Creator Trump is, is spewing constantly. Now, some people might say, well, you shouldn't, you know, that's name-calling, and you calling Trader Trump is name-calling. Well, I don't think so, because I think that's very accurate. I think he committed treason. I, I believe that he is a traitor to the United States of America. And I, I think that the eventually the Robert Mueller investigation will show that either him or someone in his, camp, in his family, definitely some people in his campaign. I mean, we're talking, <clears throat> let's just look at the facts. It took, it took him six years to get Nixon for Watergate. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's been Robert Mueller's investigation has been going on for just over a year. And in that year, he's got 20 indictments, uh, five guilty pleas. And at least we think all five of those have flipped on Trump because of what happened during the campaign. People that refuse to actually believe that and they believe in the dark state and they're all Alex Jones, you know, sewer suckers and all that stuff. I mean, there's really no point in trying to have a conversation with them when they believe that lizard people are taking on human form and living and, and, and running Congress. I mean, there's no, you can't have a real discourse with someone like that. <laughs> I mean, it's just impossible when people that follow Trump and follow Alex Jones and say that Sandy Hook was a lie, those kids were all actors, they didn't die, um, or, and, and, you know, he goes on and on and on. Um, I think that it's important that 
I mean, uh, name calling can come at, usually comes at the end of an argument or the end of a discourse where you've tried to. I've seen people, you know, and even on my on my social media outlets, I've seen them where they've tried to engage Trump supporters in a way that's like, well, he's doing this and he's doing that, and you know, they'll just resort to name to something racist, uh, and so you've got you've got or something misogynist or homophobic or whatever. They'll resort, the, the, the Trump supporters will usually, not all of them, and some of them will say, hey, I'm a Trump supporter, but I still listen to your music and I love what you stand for, but I'm a Trump supporter. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to say, hey, I always say to them, hey, when you, when you wake up and you see the truth, you'll see an, an open hand coming from me and you'll be, you know, we'll bring you right over to the, to the righteous side of history. But when you have people that are out there that are actively, like Roseanne Barr, calling uh, Valerie Jarrett a, a monkey. I mean, you have to, you can't let that go. You have to be able to, def- to, to fight back and defend that and, you know, make sure that people know that that's, we can't allow that to be normalized. Now, if you name calling, uh, for me, has always been, it's funny too, because the, 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 the one, I try not to get too, like, nasty with people. I just call them bozos. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the, boy, do they get, they get so angry when you call them a bozo. I I mean, I don't even know why I guess because they, I, it just, it just, it gets them so upset. Uh, I can I, handle I, bozo. Just, yeah. It's no problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, bozo. Like, that's funny. I mean, actually I got it from, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I love that show. Yeah, and that's what, go. that's what Mac calls everybody, you know, yeah. listen, bozo, you know, that's what he says. So, um, but, the idea is like you know look we're we're here to uh on the progressive side on the the common sense side even if you don't want to throw a label on yourself is that you know we are trying to salvage our democracy and you know we were lucky that we had a strong president before this one that that was able to sign the right people in the military and in the nsa and the fbi and all of that to make sure that we were a, a safe country and we're still seeing the benefits of that Whereas, uh, you know, Trump silently appointing federal judges to lifetime positions. And all of those, all of those judges are, you know, birthers. They're all Trump. They're all Trump supporters. They don't, they're going to, they don't believe that Roe Ro versus Wade should exist. I doubt that they're going to have a fight that they can reverse it. But, you know, we're already starting to see, you know, even in Texas, I think they closed down all but one clinic in Texas for women's reproductive rights. Um, so when you get into a, a, a discourse with someone who is a, who is a, uh, a, you know, just like Roger Stone, for example, who's going, who was for a while before he now is under investigation by Robert Mueller, he was going around threatening female journalists. He was saying, you better watch your back. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I mean, so what are you supposed to say to somebody like that? You know, you're supposed to say, Hey pal, be nice to that lady or whatever. You know, no, I, I volunteered to be her surrogate. <laughs> uh, he never replied, though. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you can't go around threatening people and not expect that 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 there's going to be some sense of, uh, of self-defense that comes to light. And whether or not that devolves into name-calling or not, I think it's better if that, that you show people where their ideologies are lacking. If that, if they, I mean, if, if they feel like that they're, that, uh, they're going to be lumped in with these, you know, grotesque group of deplorables, I'll say it, 
thank you, Hillary, for the for the word. Uh, but with, if if they feel like they're going to be thrown in with those other deplorables, they're going to stay home. They're not they're not going to be excited to get out and prove I'm not a deplorable. I'm going to go vote for the same guy that made me a deplorable. I think they're going to stay home. I think they're going to stay uh, as far away from you know Trump as possible. I mean, you just look at his inauguration gathering. He said it was the biggest inauguration gathering in history. We know that's not true. Again, going back to your earlier point, that's a, that is a flagrant lie. There's not that many of those people out there that are going to stand with him as the investigation continues, as we start to see him hurt our neighbors. And getting back to what I was saying earlier about tribalism, that's that's sort of what we live with every day, right? You know, you see your people, like you see your tribe, you know, you know, for for uh you know the um, aggressive music community you see people walking around black hoodies cargo shorts black sneakers you know you're like oh i'm one of them or you see somebody with tattoos okay yeah you know what we're probably you know close to the same mindset in some ways not always uh it depends on the tattoos i guess but you all you're always and, and you associate with most likely you usually nowadays especially we're not really friends with people or with that have different ideologies that's not a hundred percent the case but no. that's that's normally the case and mm. we're never really confronted with a lot of things that we don't like like music you know pandora plays our playlist spotify plays our playlist they very rarely are we ever introduced now to anything that we can actually will challenge our belief systems but i i i posit this as, as the true nature of human beings is that if we're driving down a freeway and we see a terrible car accident we see a, a child thrown from a car before police are there, before ambulances arrive, before any any help, EMTs or anybody that shows up, people pull over. People get out of the car. They try to help that kid. I, it happened to me. It happened to me. I was, I was driving down the street. There was a terrible a, a pickup truck came across. Uh, for some reason, jumped the median, came across, hit this other car uh, head on. This, the car spun around, and a, and a little kid, probably between... I don't know, seven and nine years old, was thrown through the windshield, and he was laying in the in a ditch. And nobody got out. Every People pulled over. Everybody in that, you know, there was 20, 30 people pulling over trying to help. You know, there were people there giving this kid mouth to mouth. There was uh, someone else, uh, a grown-up that was hurt that also needed assistance. No one said, did you vote for Trump? Uh, are you a Muslim? Are you gay? Are you, uh, how much money do you make? What What religion are you? Uh, where do you where do you work? What you know? Where who'd you vote for in the last election? They, no one thought of any of that. They just saw someone in, that needed help, and they helped. And I feel like deep down, that's who we really are. Agreed. And we can't get lost in this in this um, this tribalism and this these spectacles. I think we're always going to have a little bit of that. I think it's probably ingrained in our DNA from the time that we either were made from dust or crawled out of the muck, whichever you believe. Um, I think it's ingrained in us that we are are somewhat tribalistic in in many ways. But when it comes down to it, you know, we uh, as when we get down, we break off the branches of the tree and we're just to the to the trunk. Most people are good. Most people are are good people, and um, I think that that's what we got to remember, and that's what we have to we have to uh, keep fighting for to, to to remind everybody that we're not that different, regardless of what. But you know, the other issue is that, you know, he has given rise to hate groups. I think there was uh, last month in Virginia, the Klan took out a full-page ad for recruitment. When was the last time we saw that? 
you know, the 60s. <laughs> and so I think that it's important that we that we stay informed, we stay involved. And, and if uh, people like you are, are uncomfortable with, you know, um, name calling with people, then that's fine. I think that's that's fine as long as you address you speak out and address the issues in the way that's most comfortable for you. For someone like me, who is sort of a cultural arsonist, I think that it's important that I tell it like I I see it and 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 you know don't let anyone get away with saying that there's good people on both there's good Nazis and there's there's good everybody else. I mean that's just ridiculous. Uh, it's just as Trump said, there was good people on both sides. No, there wasn't. Anybody that believes that they're superior to anyone else just because they have a melanin deficiency or that they came from Europe ages ago um, or that, you know, that uh, that the Holocaust was the right thing to do or that we should, that, that, you know, we should go back to the 1950s when segregation was, was the law of the land and, you know, being gay was illegal as well. That's what I think, you know, Trump and his people want. They want to go back to like 1952, <laughs> 1953 when, when we had the, when women really didn't have much say. And I mean, you know, you, even now we're in the 21st century and we have an equal rights amendment that was passed in the seventies, but it's got to get, it, it, it needs one more state to pass. It's not even ratified yet. It hasn't been ratified in, 30 years. We need one more state to say that women deserve equal treatment in this country. That's it. But it's taken 30 years to get this just to get, I think it's three-fifths of, three of the states, I think is, is what it is. I could be wrong. Somebody can check. The idea is that, look, we're, you know, it was only uh, four years ago, I think, that Barack Obama signed the Lily Ledbetter Act, where women had, women, It was, it's by law, you have to pay women the same amount as men. Why do we need a law for that? Well, apparently we do, and apparently it's still happening. So it's important that I think we still fight for what we believe in. Um, people can take on however however they feel most comfortable, whether they want to have a nice, you know, quiet debate with somebody or if they want to have, you know, a raucous debate with somebody. And usually, for me, it starts out calm, but then when they start losing, they get angry, and it reverts into something that it doesn't end well for them. <laughs> And I, I really do like what you're saying about this tribalism thing. I see it in the arts mm-hmm. a lot more than than I ever recall. Like when I see stand-up comedy now, people don't want to hear what they have to say. They want to see themselves on that stage, everything that comes out of their mouth. I remember there was a time when you saw Richard Pryor or George Carlin, and you don't agree with everything mm. that's coming out of their mouth, but you're there to listen. That seems to be something that I see more and more in, in every scene. You know, and I think that is a cultural shift. And that's why when I when I do the name calling thing, that's what I think is doing it. I think that is actually making people I I don't want to say segregate by choice, you know, but stay away from fights because we're not used to having a fight every second we go. Now we can on our phone everywhere. We can have a fight on on any any social media platform face to face in any way we want all day. And there's people out here that Mm -hmm. do that, you know, and. There, there, there's never going to be a resolve. This is, like I said, I think anger and outrage can become a comfort. Sure. And then that's yeah, what, what it, and it and has been. It, I think I think you're right. I think it has been a comfort in some ways for a lot of people because you know it, it, there's that old there's that old saying you know if you're not outraged you're not paying attention. But I also I also understand what you're saying where it, it's you know two people screaming at each other and 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 not really listening. And that's what I think also is a, is a, is trouble in this in this 
right now what we're having. And and I don't know, maybe it's always been that way, you know, that we, we don't listen as much as we should. You know, I, I remember the last school shooting, and it's, again, mm. just horrible. I think more kids have, have died in schools than soldiers in combat this year. And that's that should be unacceptable to everybody, whether you have kids or you don't have kids or or you're uh, you support Trump or you don't. I mean, that should be our children should be the most important things on the planet. I mean, the most important things to all of us, to our civilization, to just common decency, you know. And um, I mean, it happened to one of my godchildren where someone, you know, called the school and said, I'm I'll be there. You have two hours to get the kids out of the school or I'm coming to, to shoot every single one of them. And so, of course, they sounded the alarms. They packed all the kids in the school buses, drove them to a church or, or someplace safe. You know, my, my poor goddaughter, who's a very, very young, you know, really young. She's just a child. Uh, she was petrified, petrified from what she's seen on the news, petrified from what she's seen from what, you know, people talk about on, on to, to each other and what they what they share online. And, you know, here we have, you know, she, she refused to go to school for a week. And so I think that it's important that we, can, we should be able to have dialogues with each other yeah. without it resorting to, you know, or devolving into just an argument. But at the same time, you have people who say, well, it's kids who are bullied. And we, we're, 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 we're seeing the, the biggest epidemic of bullying in American history. And I disagree with that profusely disagree uh I, I think people forget that we had desegregation in this country and when african-american students were allowed into uh european-american students schools you know there was a lot of bullying going on back then <laughs> even further back when you go to what they were doing with the missions and with the native americans on this on this on this land Again, their land, kids were terrified in in those schools, and they were, you know, used as a stereotype. I mean, we still have, we still have remnants of those old days that, that linger. We have the Washington Redskins. I mean, that's just, that alone is a slur. I don't, um, I don't understand it, why they can't call them the Washington Navajo or the Washington Cheyenne or whatever tribe is local to Washington, but um, they refuse to, to, uh, to change that in any way because, you know, history and so forth. But, you know, we've, we've tried to change a lot through history, you know, and um, I think people knowing the facts is important. You know, when the Second Amendment was, came out, for example, when it, when it was written, there, there, were, uh, there were so many other things that were going, I mean, would, you, would we want to go back? The Second Amendment was written in 1791. And what if we just, stopped all medical care <laughs> except for what was available in 1791 anything that was around in 1791 women didn't have the right to vote in 1791 uh, uh i think at that time freed slaves were considered three-fifths of a person in 1791 there's a lot that we can remember about our history without saying oh america's a terrible country it's no it's like wow look what we've all look what we've overcome look look at what we've done and do we want to go backwards or do we want to go forwards and, and, I, and i'm hoping that that people want to have seen the error, those that have that voted for Trump and and have voters remorse. Uh, hopefully, they will see that he's not he's not doing anything that he promised. I mean, first thing they did is he told steel workers that he was going to give them the biggest contract they've ever seen. 
the first contract actually went to a Russian company. So we're using Russian steel to build American buildings and, and whatever else in this country instead of American steel. There's talk now that he dove out of the Iran deal, which was a was gonna was a better deal than he would ever get out of North Korea, so that it loosens up the the restrictions on Russia over there, and now they've become the biggest oil supplier in the region. And because it's a national national oil uh, company, that means Putin gets paid. So he's making billions of dollars a day, which makes him probably. Uh, there's speculation that he's the richest man in the world. He just doesn't show it because he hides it all off on offshore accounts and so forth. But because he's nationalized everything, which is what Trump hopes to do, it's what he's always done with all of his brands, even though he's run everything into the ground, is that he, it, you know, it was to repay Putin for his help in, in the election. Just knowing the, just really knowing what's, what's happened, what happened, maybe, it, maybe a, a Trump voter feels like, Oh, I don't know, that they're trying to take something away from us that we earned. Um, but the fact of the matter is you didn't earn it, and you should be very angry about that. If I, if, if I, find out, if I found out that, that someone that I, I supported and believed in cheated and lied and accepted help from one of our enemies since the Cold War, I think that I would be very upset about that, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be supportive of that person or their agendas. And there's a there's a lot to be learned from um, this whole process, you know. I think on on both sides, mm-hmm. you know, I really do. I really think that watching the presidential election become a popularity contest, and it looks like that's going to be a future thing, which scares me. And I remember when Schwarzenegger became governor; that was the moment in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a second, what is going on here? This is going to change everything. Now I know Reagan was an actor, but he was not the Terminator. See what I'm saying? The popularity, oh, right. the popularity right. contest, right? He was, it was, and he, but he was pretty popular as an actor for the people that voted for him. But he was also going up against, you know, Jimmy Carter, who was, yeah, um, wasn't as yeah. brilliant as Jimmy Carter is. You know, Jimmy Carter's like a nuclear scientist. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's that's what he was trained for, I think, in the Navy or something. But he's a brilliant, brilliant man. He just and he did some really good stuff with uh, getting a peace in the Middle East and all of that for as long as it lasted. Um, he also was the first president to put solar panels on the White House, which Reagan took off when he took office. But he came in at a, um, uh, you know, at a time when the uh, the hostage crisis in Iran, uh, which Jimmy Carter oversaw, and a lot of people didn't think that he handled it strongly. And then you've got this cowboy coming in, this guy Ronald Reagan, who, again, never served, but did a lot of movies about soldiers, played a lot of soldiers on on TV. Uh, and he was elected, yes, again, because people knew him, not only because he was a governor of California um, prior to that, but also because of his, because of, you know, his, he, was a, he was a fairly famous actor. Not big as, of course, John Wayne or anybody like that, but he was, he was fairly famous. And, and when Schwarzenegger was running out here, uh, he was going up against, it was a, we, they had um, recalled, the governor at the time, so it was just an, it was a free-for-all. I mean, we had porn stars, Mary Carey running mm-hmm. for office. We had Gary Coleman running for office. So out of all of those people, Schwarzenegger looked like maybe the best candidate. Uh, fortunately for us now, we have Jerry Brown, who has been has done a, a pretty good job for us, and then I think it looks like Gavin Newsom is going to win, and, and the same thing in, in uh, Texas has got some really strong uh, I've got family in Texas, so um, 
they've been telling me about how you know they, they've got some really strong uh, Democratic and liberal candidates running for governor, and that that, that Texas might actually turn purple again, um, like it was when Ann Richards was governor. Uh, I just think that you know, as um, I, I did an interview the other day with a middle school. He 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 writes uh, on the side, but he's also a middle school teacher full time. And I was asking him about not only about the difference in the schools and how how kids are uh, with school shootings and so forth, but also just about civics and how do they teach civics in schools anymore, which is, of course, one of the most boring fucking things you'll ever learn in your life. Uh, but it is like how the government works. For me, I never, I was so bored in school all the time because all I want to do is write and draw and all that. Most of what I learned from about civics was schoolhouse rock. <laughs> and I kind of wish they would, they would put that back on uh, so that people understood, you know, that, uh, how our government, how our system of government works, and 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 why this is such an abnormal presidency, and why this is such an abnormal Republican Congress. Because the Republicans have the majority in Congress, they had eight eight years now, almost ten years to to come up with a, a, an alternative to Obamacare. They got nothing. All they're doing is defunding it and defunding it, which hurts citizens. It doesn't hurt the doesn't hurt the people in Congress. They all have free me- free medical care, all of them. Uh, and they won't. E- they can't even see it in their own minds to give the American people the same kind of care that they get. No, they want more money from the insurance lobby. It's it's important that people are paying attention. I think it's important that that um, that we don't allow what's happening right now to be normalized. Mm-hmm. We don't allow the, the 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 hate speech to be normalized. The ignorance and the stupidity of this president who. Called out, called out the Canadian Prime Minister as being stupid, but he misspelled almost every word in his tweet. Or had a low IQ. He said the Canadian Prime Minister has a low IQ, but then misspelled every almost every word in, in his tweet when he wrote that. Now, you know, if you're going to go after somebody's IQ, maybe you spell check. I don't know. That's just <laughs> that's just me. What do I know? But then, then the next tweet was him praising Kim Jong Un, uh, and it's just it's 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 baffling. And so we can't allow this stuff to be normalized. And that's why why I was compelled to write this record and, you know, to, compelled to, um, to speak out the way that I always do and have been for the past 15 years. <laughs> Excellent. Um, it's, it's, it's really important at this, at this stage in our, that we speak out when, when, and we stay informed and we stay involved and, and that we take all that rage and, and anger that you were speaking about earlier and we take that into the voting booths in, in the midterms this fall. Exactly. That's really the only way that we're we're going to have real change in this country, is if uh, the people stand up and, and and do it themselves. And you know, I've uh, they're calling me a radical because I want justice and I want equality for all people. And only I think under a Trump regime would that be considered radical. <laughs> That's some, yeah. one thing I do miss today is like when I heard this record, guys. And I wanted to remind everybody one more time: Colt Forty Five is coming out July twenty seventh. Uh, I got to listen to it. Um, there's a great song on there about, you know, uh, the topic about school shooting called Shelter in Place. I, I hope everybody does hear that because that's that's a topic where I get to the name calling. I lose my shit. Everybody's got a topic yeah. where I'm going to, I'll name call. I'm not above any line, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Those two things, they erupt, you know, in, in my personal being. With that, mm-hmm. Otep, I got to tell you, man, it's always a pleasure to hear your opinions. I think you're a very smart person. I want people, uh-huh. I want, I'm glad we have a platform that we can put you on the air with us and uh just you know let you kind of say that but once again everybody july 27th colt 45 make sure you guys pick up your copy and with that 
thank you so much for calling into the Metal thank Sucks you. podcast. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. I, I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. Yeah. 
Doesn't matter if it's punk, metal, or rock. Rockabilia is your one-stop shop for all band merch. They have over 500,000 items to choose from. Hard to find stuff that you can't get anywhere else with the largest selection of music merchandise available in the world. Doesn't matter if it's hats, shirts, autograph items, patches for your battle vest. Rockabilia will have you covered. And everything is officially licensed. Don't fall for the Chinese counterfeit band merch on Amazon or the targeted Facebook post promoting a bootleg product. If you support Rockabilia, you're supporting the artists. Been around since 1987 with 30 years of giving you the best memorabilia. And for special discounts, use the promo code PCJabberJaw. So for your punk, metal, and rock memorabilia, there's only one place to go, www.rockabilia.com. <laughs> that sounder's got to go. All right, guys. No. 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 All right, all right, guys. Right into these fools on their twitters. Boners in the mosh pit. Tell them we've already had it. people saying they want boners in the mosh pit. They yeah, want it as a that. ringtone. <laughs> That's what's upsetting to me. First song you guys heard is off Otep's new record, Colt Forty Five. That song is called Shelter in Place. Once again, that record is out July twenty seventh. Second song. I'm really glad to play an album that I've had for a while. I'm really into is uh, it's, it's from a band called Ultraviolence. They're out of Italy. Thrash man. The, the record is called Operation Misdirection. That is also out July 27th. Make sure you guys check them out. That song is called Cadaver Decomposition Island. Real quick, mm. we didn't get to talk about Gacy DC. Can oh, we you can talk t- about Gacy can, can we just do it real quick? I just I just want you to read off some explain Gacy DC is a gay ACDC cover band and it's probably the you funny don't say. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you didn't put that together. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. But here's the deal though, but now all of their songs are basically they're ACDC cover songs but they're uh they're gay but they're gay so 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 instead of dirty deeds done cheap they'll do dirty dudes done cheap (laughs) or dirty dudes done Done dirt dirt cheap cheap. yeah instead of a whole lot of rosie rose they got a whole lot of jose yes (laughs) instead of let there be rock what do they got brandon let there be cock (laughs) and then of course instead of big balls they got big Big balls balls. big balls i just love that like no need no this doesn't need any changing whatsoever i stole that joke directly from axel (laughs) (laughs) from his page so anyways guys yeah check out gacy dc hopefully they make a record and have a cock melting sound effect <laughs> yes, <laughs> for, those, cock, for those about to cock i feel like it needs to be like a cock hardening sound okay. effect you don't want to melt a cock you are, I, I already <laughs> just came up my cover song for those about to cock we salute you yeah okay can you think of one real quick no okay <laughs> instead of big guns big buns Ooh. no that doesn't count that no. doesn't. they have rock in like or, 75 songs yeah, so you can just to cock. you can change yeah, cock yeah. to anything yeah. you know yeah. cock or bust <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of their last record, bro. It's not hard. So, it's a long way to the cock if you want to cock and roll. <laughs> I don't know. Why'd you put an extra no, cock in there? We'll see you guys next week, dude. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.